When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Football Full Circle, yet another edition with your host, Mike Blewett, and my co-host, George Kurtz. Hope everybody's doing okay out there. Thanks for getting on the grid. Uh, and we're going to talk about a little bit of pro football, all the stories around the NFL. And, George, as I said to you right before we started the show, off air, this is the time of year, even during a normal year, which 2020 clearly isn't, where we'd start to run out of news a little bit. Um, normally we can fill it in with some additional odds talk and everything else, but there isn't all that much new in terms of the odds. We've gone through every team's, uh, totals. We can obviously start to take a look at playoffs, no playoffs type of odds, but we're going to need to get a little closer to the season before we start getting a little bit more breadth of odds on FanDuel, correct? Yeah. As you said, uh, even if this was a normal season, no pandemic, no nothing going on here. Mini camps might be ending this week, next week at the latest, and then we'd have that break until training camp opens up. It's also a time of year where coaches usually get very worried because the players are free for four, five, six weeks until they have to report again, hopefully not getting in trouble here. I think the news I find most concerning today, Mike, is now it's probably more relegated towards baseball right now mm-hmm. uh, in the fact that tests, uh, the, the corona, COVID, it's going through the roof and uh, – Florida, Texas, and they're saying now more than half the, United, half the states in the United States, it's 25 states, the numbers are going up. California's included in this as well. I said it, it's more towards uh, uh, baseball because they want to start earlier, hockey, basketball too, but this is not a good sign. They were hoping during the summer these numbers would go down. They're now going up. Uh, I think it is because a lot of states opened up too soon, but football has to be worried about this. They're, once again, I start to worry now that maybe they're not going to be able to start September 10th. You know, yeah. Maybe things are going to have to get pushed back, and that's a problem in itself because we expect problems once it gets cold again as well. It's sort of a second wave yeah. of uh, COVID to happen here. So I think that's the news when I read today. I'm like, 
This is not good. You take those three states alone, California, Texas, Florida, what is that, nine, ten NFL teams? It's a third of the league that might have issues. Uh, just, uh, those, just those three states, not those the other 22 states that have issues, yeah. you know, come uh, opening the, opening week uh, here. Yeah, I mean, the, the cases on their own, that as a data point, I think anybody would agree, is a function of more testing. However, the things that you're talking about is a rise in hospitalizations, a rise in uh, intensive care, uh, beds being used. So the other data points that go with it are also concerning. And I think you're right. I think I think as much as some people have put the quarantine behind them in certain states, I think you have to still keep an eye on, as you said, what is happening around the country. This isn't over. It wasn't going to end because it got hot out. Um, will Are there other strains out there which are weaker? Sure, there, it's possible, uh, as has been floated by some research studies. But again, this isn't over. We're not totally out of the woods. And I think regardless of whatever sports conversation we're having, having baseball, NBA, and in this instance, the NFL, there has to be some attention paid towards what could mitigate the length of the season. It has to be. I mean, it just has to be. You think about it. The NBA wants to play, it looks like, in Florida. Right, that's where they want to play, and uh, not to go Disney. around Disney. And those numbers are not good right now. Could right. that change their plans? And, and their plans are much more immediate. They want to start, really start opening up in about six weeks mm-hmm. and to get stuff going. It looks like hockey, uh, they're leaning more towards Vegas as one of the hubs. So uh, I don't know if Nevada is uh, one of these states that has problems. But uh, it makes you wonder. Like I said, I think this is all a work in progress. You know, maybe it's educated guessing or hopeful. You know, we think things are going to work out well, and I think football will – they, you know, they believe they're, you know, everything works around them. You know, they can control everything. So I think it would take a, a near catastrophe for them to cancel things. But I do wonder if maybe, you know, they're gonna have, they're gonna have to, uh oh, you know, it's getting bad again. We're gonna have to watch it. And all these, we talked about it on a prior show. Texas wants that 50% fans. You know, other states a quarter. I don't see how this is gonna work. Yeah. Uh, it's just gonna, there's no way in two months, everything's gonna be back to normal here. We can have. 50% fans, and you got to keep people six feet apart with a mask. You're going to be, uh, what are they going to make? Are they, uh, if they get in Texas, do, are they going to make the Cowboys open up that, that roof? He never does, Jerry Jones. Not the games. That roof is almost always closed. But then if they open the roof, is that now an outdoor stadium? Yeah, how's that going to work? And I'll say it again. How are you going to separate in, uh, in, te- in Jerry's world? You're still talking to it's half, 45, 50,000 people. How are you going to separate them all by six feet? How does that work? Yeah. Uh, like you and I, whenever these stories have come out and Governor Greg Abbott of Texas has talked about having upwards of 50 percent capacity, whenever these stories have come out, you and I have never reacted to it saying, oh, cool, we're going to have more fans. We always said, like, all right, you could say whatever you want, but that isn't really going to dictate what's happening here. The virus is going to dictate uh, what we're doing here. Right. And I look, I know there's people watching at home, watching this show saying you guys are crazy. I don't know anybody that's gotten sick, and they don't know anybody that's gotten sick. And we, I can only tell you I have no agenda here other than to tell you that I live in the New York area, similar where George lives, and plenty of people have gotten sick. I know a bunch of people that have gotten sick. Luckily, in my instance, they've all recovered, but it speaks more to this virus can kind of get on anybody. And if young, healthy football players get sick for 10 days, you may not think it's a huge deal, but 
as it comes to a rapidly spreading virus like this, leagues have to take this into account that many players could be sick at once. We've already seen a couple of college programs as they're ramping up activities. They've been tested. They have problems. We talked about Alabama on our prior show, how many players have gotten sick there. Uh, not everyone has symptoms, and that's another issue. Our team's going to say, oh, you know, symptoms, you're fine. But what about the player who will get symptoms because that player was allowed to participate? Uh, how truthful is everyone going to be when a star player? You know, I'm not talking about some, you know, number 68 on your roster when he gets it. Oh, we don't care about him. But what about when a top two player on your roster gets it? Are you going to feel, oh, I've got to quarantine him for two weeks now? You're going to feel anxious to do that. I think it's going to be very interesting about what goes on here. Actually, there's no agenda here. We're a sports network. I want sports to return yeah. badly. I'm tired of doing yard work and work around the house. I want Ditto. the games to come back. But I think, once again, I think you put it perfectly. No one's telling the virus what to do. The virus will tell you what to do. I think people are going to ignore it to some point. We I think we've seen that in a bunch of states, Florida, specifically Florida, you know, down south, where, ah, now we're going to open up, you know, nice weather, the beaches. I think they're thinking about, once again, thinking about money more than health. They're wondering why their numbers are spiking now, you know, and everything else is going on in society as well as far as uh, protests with no one separating there from six feet or wearing masks for the most part either. And that yeah. doesn't help either. But I think we're going to see, uh, I think we're going to see a, continue to see a spike because it's the summer months now. I think if this is the middle of winter, if it was December, January, yeah, we'd be good. Because no one's going, no one wants to go outside anyway in the Northeast, right? No oh, yeah. You're saying cold. from the opposite. Yeah. You're saying from the opposite perspective. Some yeah. people are assuming the virus could die out because of the warm weather. But you're saying, well, people are going to be congregating more because it's nice out. I, I've said that for a while. Um, once the weather got nice in New York, where we live, people were going to be done with it. They've been inside for three months. It's nice out. We're going to hang out with our neighbors, our friends, and see everybody. I'm still trying to keep some distance uh, from people. That's me personally. It's up to you uh, out there what you feel you need to do. But throw a mask in your back pocket. doesn't hurt you to throw it on when you go into a store. So I think you have uh, to. I think that is a, most stores won't let you in without a mask. Okay. Around here, they won't, yeah. And every now and then, I, figure, I do forget to bring a mask, but I go back to my car and get it. Yeah. Uh, listen, it's the least you can do is wear a mask. It's no yeah. big deal. And I don't like wearing a mask, by the way. I'm one of those people who it does affect my breathing a little bit. I prefer not to wear it. But, uh, you know, I'm almost not going to be, uh, you know, I, get, I don't want to be an idiot. You know, get someone else sick because uh, I don't want to wear a mask. I, I don't see it that way. Plus, I don't want to be embarrassed and be told to leave the store. <laughs> you're, not, you know, you're not wearing a mask. Get out. You know, uh, so I was at Home Depot earlier. Wore a mask. Not a big deal. Uh, okay, so on to some football stories, if you want to call this one a football story, but it's certainly interesting. And uh, as you see from Joe Bruno's tweet on the screen, outside of Bank of America Stadium, a crew was checking out the Jerry Richardson statue, and it was coming down. Uh, Charlotte Department of Transportation closed the road, and they basically lifted the statue up, put it onto a flatbed, got it out of there. Now, it was given to him by uh, some uh, close uh, friends and investors in the team. They erected this statue of Jerry Richardson, who owned uh, the Charlotte, uh, Carolina Panthers since its inception. And he was a former player. He was the only owner for a long time that had also played, albeit briefly, in the late 50s, early 60s. And he was, it's weird to say he was forced to sell the team, but the reality is he sold the team in reaction to accusations of uh, sexualized uh, commentary and 
insensitive racial commentary allegedly towards people that work with the Panthers. So obviously, as we are in a time that we are now, many statues are being removed. People felt, uh, David Tepper and others in the Carolina Panthers organization felt that people were going to take this thing down, whether they did anything about it or not. So they hightailed it out of there. Who knows where that thing went, where that thing goes. But it seems that mostly people are going to be happy that this thing is down, which, by the way, it was weird that it was there in the first place. Well, it was there because they, that was the clause in the contract when he sold the team. I'm saying for anybody to ever erect that statue was odd. But that, that's why he was there, because and originally he really wanted it there. Now, apparently, years later, he's okay with it going, yeah. and he's not going to fight it. He's not going to bring up a court thing. Not that you'd want to fight it right now. certainly wouldn't look good uh, for uh, Richardson. So uh, they got rid of it. Good for them. I think that's what happened about midweek, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, they were talking about this. Uh, it is but like John Mara doesn't have a statue right. I mean, in front of MetLife holding right, a football. A, a nobody owns it. Right? It's not like the Roonies or you know anybody like that. Uh, as far as uh, a big-time owner who's had the, who's owned the team for 50 years, you know, strange. I mean, egos of some people are just hilarious. I mean, yeah. it really is when yeah. you think about it. But yes, it's probably good for everything. You heard of what NASCAR earlier this week? They're not going to have the Confederate flag anymore. Probably a good thing. I, it's not, I'm okay. I'm 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 for that. I'm probably not for things like uh, you know the Dukes of Hazard. We're hearing now that Amazon. I think Amazon has the right. They might take it off. Because uh, of the gone, competitive gone thing. Gone with the wind thing. was taken off gone of with HBO. The wind. Um, Things that happened 30, 40, 100 years ago, I think you have to realize that that's a sign of the times there. Unless it's, unless it's overtly racist or overtly uh, misogynistic against women, whatever it might be, I think you're okay there. And Dukes of Hazzard is not a good, not a, it's just a fun, dumb show. Yeah. You know, gone with yeah. the Wind. I don't think I've ever seen Gone with the Wind, by the way. Not, I don't Pretty sure I haven't. I know that says something about me. Yeah, but, uh, and, and look, the call to remove something like Gone with the Wind is really, it was in reaction to a piece that was written, and I, I was watching CNN, and the author of the piece was on, and he didn't say that it should be removed from HBO. Yeah, look, a lot of people probably haven't seen that movie. It's uh, considered a classic, but there are many things like movies, statues, and other items that are being put into perspective now, considering all the protests surrounding everything. I think many of these things are a good thing. I think we'll survive without shows like Dukes of Hazard. Others, we may have to gain some historical context in order to um, provide a better perspective on what the movie or what the symbol was about. So we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about specific football items and NFL items next, right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. 
So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Hey, everybody, back here on Football Full Circle. Follow us on SportsGrid at SportsGrid, on Instagram at SportsGrid TV. If you want to follow George and I individually, he's at George Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z, um, at Mike Blewett. So talking about um, NFL running backs right now. So uh, stories are typically this time of year contractually related. Uh, sometimes they're injury related. Haven't heard about any of those. There's been no mini camps in which for in which players have injured themselves no major ones that we're going to talk about in terms of rehabbing from injury at the moment. But one of the bigger stories this week, George, was Dalvin Cook. This uh, tweet, according to Adam Schefter, says Pro Bowl running back Dalvin Cook will no longer participate in any team-related activities until and unless he receives a, quote, reasonable deal, a source said Monday. He's out, a source told ESPN, without a reasonable extension. He will not be showing up for camp or beyond. Now, Final year of his rookie deal, George, he was a second-round pick, so he didn't get the fifth-year option extended where he could have gotten a bump in pay, which is what Derek, well, Derek Henry's on a franchise tag, similar kind of situation. But last year of his deal, the cap number, $2 million. His base salary is $1.3 million. Coming off a huge year last year, um, do you think he's got any leverage here? He's got some because he is a dynamite running back here, but his only leverage is to withhold his services. I believe in the new CBA now, once training camp starts, you hold out, it's 50K a day. Uh, you think about it, 30 days, that's 1.5 million. Yeah. So, All right, so out there, that's his entire state. He's only making 1.3 million. But as we've said numerous times now, I get with running backs. They're not going to have a long, most running backs are not going to have a long career. Mm -hmm. right? They're just not. Cook is very good, one of the best in the game right now. But his career is probably, you know, six, seven. He's probably got one big contract coming to him, and that's this contract, whatever he gets. And that'll be it. You know, be, uh, I'm not going to say washed up after that, but, you know, he'll be an average running back after that. So I get what he wants to do here. He wants to get it before he's, you know, before he, he touched the ball another 350, 400 times. I get it. His problem is this. They have him. You know, the, their cap isn't a great situation. And he's missed 19 of 48 games. That's right. That's right. That's not good. You're not durable. You're not durable as it is. I understand you want to get paid. I don't know what his definition of reasonable contract is. He's not going to get Ezekiel money. He's not going to get Christian McCaffrey money. He's going to want to take that next. Uh, you know, he's. I think it's I heard he's 13 million. He would take that. All right, that's somewhat reasonable to him. 
I don't know if it's reasonable to Minnesota. I don't think it is. That's going to be an issue. They're going to they're going to have a tough time. As good as he is, and the other problem is they have Madison, who's also pretty good. Even a threat of a holdout may not scare them that much. They may think, oh, we'll just go with Madison. He may not be you, but he's 85, 90% of you, and we'll survive with that and not crush our cap. George, whether it's because we have backgrounds in fantasy football or not, we've poured over this data many times. And it doesn't mean that Dalvin Cook isn't one of the better running backs, but paying somebody at that position a ton of money when the primary factors in determining how good your rushing game is are the effectiveness of the offensive line plus field position and play calling. It all comes into this one big soup to say that, I don't want to say running backs don't matter because I think people get a little heavy-handed with it, but they don't matter that much from one player to the next. Your replacement level back, in this case Madison, can do an admirable or good job if the offensive line is playing well. Now, last year, he had a fantastic season, Cook did. 303 touches. He had 1,654 yards from scrimmage. Throw in 13 touchdowns. He didn't catch any touchdowns, but he ran for 13 touchdowns. That's great. But he's missed all these games. And we're going to give him a bunch of money now. What if the injury happens again? Great. Now we're out 50 million bucks on a guy that's Already a depreciating, a depreciating asset when he's healthy and continues to be more of one if he gets injured again. In this era of football, running back has been devalued. You know, they got, I guess teams have to save money somewhere. And on offense, it's running back. On defense, it's safety. They don't get paid. They just generally don't get paid. Uh, for whatever reason. That's not to say those positions are useless or they're not meaningful. They are meaningful. But teams just think that one guy, no matter how good he is, is not necessarily leaps and bounds above another guy. And I think that's the problem here in Minnesota. Cook is, is better than Madison, but not by a lot. And now, as we once again, you and I have discussed this before, the cap is probably going down next season. So teams have to worry, the Minnesota will have to worry about this as well. That it, yeah. Even if it goes down only $10 million, you know, I, I don't think it's going to go down $50, $80 million, no matter what happens this year. But even if it goes down only $10 million, that's a cap crunch for a team that's paying a quarterback $30 plus million a year. And it has other positions they got to worry about. So I think that's the issue here. I don't think Cook is going to get a deal that he wants. I think if he wants to go get a, a longer-term deal, it's got to be a deal on the team's terms, which means actually, it's not going to be 16, 15, what Zeke and Christian McCaffrey got. I don't think it'll be 13 either. I'm thinking more around the 10, 11 range. I think he'll get his eight figures, but it'll be low eight figures, 10, 11. You know, I don't know what the guaranteed money would be there. You know, but I think that's what he's going to have to settle for if he wants to sign now. If he wants to wait a little bit, you know, when he has more leverage, when he gets closer to free agency, this can be a little different. But for a running back, I understand he wants the contract now, but the team holds all the cards here with the exception of Cook saying, hey, I'm not playing. I'm not showing up, I'm not playing. But unlike with Dallas, where they didn't know about Tony Pollard yet, the Vikings know about Madison. $13 million bucks they have this year, but next year? Have 32, nearly 33 million in cap money. Seems like a lot, right? Well, I can tell you right now, there's only one, two, three, four, five, six teams with less cap room than they have because you have to consider escalating salaries for some players that are already signed, extensions that are maybe going to kick in next year, bonuses. maybe Kirk Cousins, yeah, bonuses, maybe Kirk Cousins getting paid a little bit more next year, all that kind of stuff factors in. So, Looking at the salary cap of this year, how much room they have, isn't really helpful for a discussion like this. 
because of the potential of the cap going down and because relative to everybody else, they actually don't have that much room. 32 million seems like a lot, but not when you start doing all the math and people do extensions and everything else. So um, I don't know where he's going to be at, but I'm with you. He can't be paid like one of the top two backs. Uh, I'm surprised to some extent that the top two backs got paid what they got paid. So uh, in any event, it, it also will tie into our next story, George, which is that the Titans and Derrick Henry's reps are working on a long-term deal. So it seems like in good faith, despite the fact that he's on the franchise tag, they can negotiate up until July 15th, making sure he's got 10.2 million July 15 deadline. So that's good news for Henry. Doesn't mean that a deal is going to happen. The Steelers negotiated with Le'Veon Bell right up until that deadline a couple of years back and nothing happened. So, um, it is interesting, though, that it is still a priority for them. Yeah. Now, now Henry has a little bit more leverage because he's already on the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. All right. So he has a little bit more. He's a little closer to free agency. They, I don't think they would franchise him again. I don't think that would make a lot of sense. Uh, now, he also has leverage in the fact that, while well, he is sort of this team. This team revolves around Derrick Henry. That's yeah. so how they made their magical run last year. All the runs he was doing, nobody could stop him. And they nobody. had no depth chart. Right, and they, they they got the rookie, but let's face it, it's just a rookie, who knows, and yeah. not a highly touted one at that. So we'll see here, but I think Henry is in a position, if he wanted to hold out, where he might be able to pull a Zeke, where he would sort of force their hand. He's not, once again, I don't think he's getting Zeke money or Christian McCaffrey money. I would be shocked if he got that. But I think he can get in that $12, 13000000 million range. And once again, we say that AAV, it's really the guaranteed money that everybody wants here. But I think he could get maybe... 20% less than those two guys. The problem that we have to remember, too, though, is that since he has the tag, they can't negotiate long-term after that deadline. So now we're only 30 day, a little over 30 days away from that deadline. If they don't come to it, he can hold out, but that's really just withholding services and not going through the motions of training camp. He'd have to pull uh, a Melvin Gordon just kind of – hold out into the season, just conserve himself looking for that long-term deal. I, I would suggest that it feels like, I don't know, the Titans are sort of aggressively saying, John Robinson saying he wants to get something done. We want to get something done. We're working towards that. It has been a continuous talking point that they will get something done. So it, it seems more positive to me than other running backs and other players we've seen in this exact predicament. We also got to wonder how ri- how cash rich these teams are to give these signing bonuses. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially this year when let's face it, we don't we don't know what it's going to be, but best case scenario is probably half full stadiums. All right, that's probably best case scenario. So people are going to be losing money. Now maybe you get lucky and uh, you know things uh, work out, but I'm not I wouldn't be banking on that right now if I'm a team. Yeah. So uh, you may be a little cash poor. We do expect the cap to go down next year. So once again, these, these accountants, these cap uh, capologists have to look at this. They go, okay, we can afford it this year, but if we lose $10 million next year off the cap and we got to sign this guy, this guy, and this guy, can't be done. Someone has to go. Generally, it, it is the running back. Like I said, I think it's a little different here with Tennessee in that this team really revolves around Henry. They need him to do what he does, bring that safety up top to try eight men in the box, stop the run, so Tannehill can try and go over the top more often. 40. I think yeah, 45 million in cap space next year for the Titans. So uh, midway through the league. So it gives them a little bit more wiggle room than, say, the Vikings had. I think, once again, by them talking now, 
it'll, it'll be on their terms. Maybe a little itch, little edge, little edge towards Henry, but it'll pretty much be on the Titans' terms if Henry wants to sign that. And that's the, you know, it's, it's always the carrot these teams point out. You know what? We're going to sign you now. You can get whatever, $32 million. You're not going to get the $45 million that, uh, uh, it's, you know, guaranteed money that McCaffrey got or that Zeke Elliott got. But you'll get close, and you get the money now. You protect yourself. And a runner like Derrick Henry, who, let's face it, is – and he gets crushed every play, right? Because everyone's ganging up to stop him. He's a bull. He's the, he's the modern-day Earl Campbell. You, everyone's got to gang tackle him. His career is going to probably get – you know, bang slowly. Every 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 carry he makes, every hit he takes, in my mind, takes a play off his career. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be playing four or five years down the line here. No, no, he, no. He may have two more good years left in him, and that's really it. I but would tack Henry, two years onto that. Two years onto that, get some of it guaranteed. You can get yeah. twenty million up front of the thirty million dollar total contract. That seems to me to be the range that is a good deal for him. Uh, and not so long-term that the team won't get crushed by it if he were to get injured. And Henry is, well, he, and one thing, he doesn't get injured. Only missed two games in his career. Yeah. He doesn't get injured. Uh, so, uh, once again, that's a feather in his cap. But, man, uh, the good news is not a lot of touches other than last year, right? 110, 176, 215. Gone up every year, 303 last year. But he's not overly used yet. He will be now. Right? We know this year and next, yeah. he's getting over 300 touches. That's why he wants the deal. Yes. He's smart. I mean, I just think if he's holding out for big money, not going to get it. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Uh, but it seems like there's a meeting of the minds to some extent. Uh, I think he can get a little bit more guaranteed money out of it, a little bit more security without the, the Titans having to break the bank like the Cowboys uh, and the Rams and the Panthers did. So uh, we'll come back after this, continue talking through Sony Michelle and foot surgery. We'll talk about that. John Harbaugh's reaction to uh, what's going on with the NFL safety policies, all that and more next right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. 
the ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Everybody back on Football Full Circle, Mike and George. So, uh, George, story I teased right before the break was about New England Patriots starting running back Sony Michelle. He's recovering from surgery on his foot in May, according to sources. Now, the problem with Michelle, as a first-round draft pick, we've discovered now that he's had some injuries, A. B, they only utilize him as a one-trick pony. I stopped short of saying he can't catch because we've seen before other running backs not thrown to, and then all of a sudden the team starts throwing to them, and they're like, hey, this guy can catch too. But they don't utilize him that way at all. So in their offense, he is a one-trick pony. Uh, and now this other surgery, as we lean into it, he's the Patriots' leading rusher the past two seasons, but last year was 912 yards, 3.7 yards per carry on seven touchdowns. In 2018, 931 yards on a four-and-a-half uh, carry a- a- average. He obviously was instrumental in helping them to win the Super Bowl, beat the Chiefs, win the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But this foot surgery has got to put a damper on things. It's not, not a great surgery to have in May, although you know, two, three months could be enough time for him to get back to relatively full health. Yeah, so you think it's more of a maintenance-type surgery than anything else, not anything too severe. They think he may be back by training camp, which is nice, you know. But then again, maybe he's not. Maybe he does linger into camp. I mean, I look at it like this. Uh, are you an optimist or a pessimist? Really, what it comes down to with Sonny Michelle. Optimist? Well, Tom Brady's not there anymore. You know, it's going to be Stidham slash Hoyer. They're going to have to run the ball more. Going to have to. Hope the offense works that way. Uh, I mean, they ran the ball a hell of a lot when they won the Super Bowl. Right, and it may, they maybe took it the ball out of Brady's hands to some extent. Maybe it works. The pessimists will tell you though, well, Brady's not there. It's Stidham and Hoyer. Defense is going to stop the run and say, "Hey, you could beat us in the passing game. Go ahead." Yeah, why wouldn't you? I, that's what I would do. I mean, and not that I don't, not that I have immense respect for the running game. I really don't. I don't think it's all that great either. But I don't think Stidham. I, there's no, there's no part of this office that I like. Go, oh wow, that's really tough to stop on New England. Nope. Not one. So I, 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 think they're, I think the Patriots are going to be in for a world of hurt this season unless that defense is the second coming of the 2000 Ravens. I think the Ravens have to play great to keep them in games. I, I think they're, they're going to struggle to score points, whether it's in the passing game or the running game here. And the fact that Michelle now just had the surgery, and I mean, I don't think he's going to be 100% come uh, week one. I think he may be 90, 95, but not 100. And is that injury, is it easier to re-injure that? He's had foot problems in the past. I mean, is this a chronic problem we're talking about here, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And look, James White has been around for a while. It feels like James White has been in the league 15 years. He's just drafted in 2014. It's actually not even all that long. But Brandon Bolden is there. Rex Burkhead is there. So they have holdovers, really all four guys coming back, um, or all four guys with experience uh, being on the Patriots for quite a while. And their offensive line wasn't as good last year as it was the prior year. They missed David Andrews, obviously, uh, for the entire season. Uh, Dante Scarnecchia, the longtime offensive line coach, considered to be potentially the most valuable assistant coach in all of football, has since retired again 
and this time seemingly finally. But um, I'm with you. I, I just don't know how much faith, if you're a fantasy player out there, I don't know how much faith I have in either guy. I just rattled off Michelle's numbers. They don't blow you away. He ran for 900 yards, and he doesn't really catch any passes. So it's not that exciting on a week-to-week basis. You'd think he could do more, but he doesn't really uh, have, you know, he, he's not even a peaks and valley guy, just kind of plodding away uh, consistently. But I don't know. I, 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 I have concerns about Michelle. I, I don't know. I think they blew the first-round pick on Michelle. I, I don't think he's worthy of it. He hasn't shown to be worthy of it, and they don't appear to have the faith in him uh, to be worthy of it. I don't know if they even give them the 50-year option next year based on the type of organization they are. Oh, I would agree with you about the 50-year option. I don't think they'll give it to them. They'll start over. And once again, running backs, you can find those. If you really want to, you can find a running back. Uh, I mean, as far as fantasy is concerned here, I think as far as value is concerned, I'd rather have James White in a PPR. Yeah. I mean, get, him, get him sixth, seventh round, I'll take that. Over than Michelle, you probably can think a round, maybe two rounds earlier. Uh, I don't want much to do with Michelle. I don't really don't want much to do with anybody on New England. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anybody – look at their depth chart here that I, I'm like, oh, okay, he's somebody I'd I mean, like have stuck my fantasy team. Edelman? I worry about him, too, for his price. I think he's still going to be a second-round pick. And you know, I'm going to worry that he's not going to catch the same volume of passes without Tom Brady there. That's you can't tell can't. me that Stidham or Hoyer is as good as Brady, and it'll be the same. You can't convince me of that. I get, He is the player I'd want out of New England, but not for where I think his value is going to be. Maybe if his ADP starts to slide a little bit. Once you get into the, uh, the serious drafting in August and stuff like that, maybe. But I mean, I drafted the one of the rookie tight ends, Devin Asiasi. I drafted him in our uh, our league, our dynasty league. So that's a stash and hold to see if anything comes of it. If Stidham ends up being good and Asiasi ends up uh, being good, then th- that's a chance you can take. And uh, the Patriots obviously are taking two swings when they drafted two tight ends in the third Strange. round of this year's draft, uh, Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. I think those are both developmental picks. Nikhil Harry, first-round pick from last year, didn't play for majority of the year. We'll see how he develops in his sophomore season in the NFL. Like, they have a lot of names. Edelman, Sanu they acquired from uh, Atlanta. You mentioned Nikhil Harry, the draft pick from last year. Marquise Lee, cut by Jacksonville. Sanu uh, didn't do anything for them last year. No, he was he was pretty much a bust. Uh I, mean, I also wonder if Sanu's one of those wide receivers just better on turf than on grass. Doesn't have that same explosion. He's a guy that we talk grass. about a lot. You and I have conversations. He's a better football player than he is a fantasy player, right? Oh, yes. I think he's helpful to teams, which is why a team like New England acquired him. But all the versatility that he provides that we thought they might utilize with him was sort of absent. He didn't really have an impact on that team at all. And obviously, they, they didn't play well down the stretch. So I got, I got to admit, Mike, unless things... Unless Bill Belichick has a year of years here, I'd be shocked this team goes eight and eight. I think really? This team is, I think this team's looking at six and ten, and if things go bad, wow. it could be worse. How many unless, starts for Stidham? I, I think he's going to get a, unless he bombs a lot. Hoyer's nobody. We know what Hoyer can do. I mean, he's a backup at, at best. It's not like he's somebody out there. It's really should be threatening anyone. I am shocked that New England didn't bring up bring along somebody else. Now, maybe they didn't get to go for Cam because their cap situation, they can't look at Cam. Can't look at the ankle, can't look at the shoulder. You know, Winston, I would have liked to see Winston there. Really would have liked to have seen Winston there. Uh, but maybe, once again, Bill's thinking, I can't have a, a gunslinger on my team when I uh, the defense is good enough to keep us in games as long as we don't turn the ball over. I think it's going to be an extremely boring offense. And three yards in a cloud of dust and don't lose the game for us. 
You know, and it's, I don't think it's going to work in today's football. I just don't think that's going to work. I could, listen, it wouldn't shock me if everything implodes here and they're 5 and 11, 4 and 12. I'm not saying that. I have a more of a 6, 10, 7, 9 range. But I think like I said, if they, if they went 8 and 8, then Bill Belichick is a, just a genius to get this offense to 8 and 8 with a defense that's good, but we're not talking fantastic here. And old. The defense is old, and they looked it at the end of last year, too. So a couple other stories. Uh, one more major story, Miles Garrett. It appears that uh, they're working on extension for him in Cleveland. They've engaged in contract talks. The former number one overall pick, according to Jeremy Fowler, has two years left on his rookie deal. Uh, we know that they opted in on the fifth-year option for him. Uh, but uh, Cleveland could get ahead of a pricey pass rush market, according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. So yet another – I mean, I, he's been good. Has he been number one overall pick? good to me i'd probably say no but these pass rushers are rare george and if you have a good one which he is you're going to keep him the, the market is what the market is and it seems expensive but you just pay for guys like that yes all right you're gonna have to pay for him now i think when i when i read this the first the two things that caught my mind were one he's got two years left a little early for this but this is also the organization that hired a lot of analytics guys so i wonder if they're going to be the first organization to realize they're going to get paid, all right? If we, if we wait two years, his price is only going up. So we sign him now. We probably get a discount. It'll sound like a lot now. It'll be 20-plus a year on AAV. That's what it'll be. But if we sign him now, it's better than the 24, 25, 26-plus it might be. And I, I also wonder, Mike, is this because of the television contracts? We know in two years they're going to have these new contracts, which are going to raise the price for these guys as well, not just quarterbacks, but uh, pass rushers as well. 100%. Their price is going to go up. So I think it's very smart of Cleveland. I think you have to be really sure of your scouts that this guy is the guy. Yes, in two years, he's going to be an even better player than he is now. He's not going to hit anybody over the head with a helmet anymore. You know, that sort of thing. He's going to be a, a, a dominant pass rusher. If you're sure of that, then it makes all the sense in the world if you have the cap room to do it now. And the capologists on these teams are end up doing like air traffic controller work, right? They're trying to line everything up to make sure that they don't overlap or blow out the cap in a particular year. So I think they would always try to sign. Like, like take, for example, Jimmy Garoppolo. When we saw his deal, we knew it was team-friendly, but he got a bunch of front-loaded money. And now the team has all the flexibility in the world on Jimmy G. And nobody even cares what he got paid, right? If you have some of the money, and the, the Browns actively have the most cap room of any team in the NFL for this season, and they still have more, for next season. Now they've signed a bunch of high price free agents at this cap as a percentage of the money. They will uh it'll start eating away at that, but you know, I think we know that Odell Beckham probably doesn't get an extension there. We don't know if Jarvis Landry gets an extension there. So, still a couple of years left on these deals, but uh they're paying at the positions like pass rusher here, offensive line, offensive tackle, quarterback long term for Baker. That's what you save the money for, George. I agree. Listen, we, we know the positions that, that get paid. Quarterbacks, pass rushers, wide receivers are getting paid now. Running backs, safeties don't get paid. Cornerbacks could get paid if you have it, uh, an excellent one. Generally, that's about it, right? Linebackers, you have to be, you know, great. You know, the greatest of the, anybody who's greatest of the great is going to get paid. But, the uh, you know, the skill positions are the ones that get paid, and that's where you have to allocate your resources. I think it's very smart of teams if, if you're good at projections to sign guys now before that cap goes up. Because once that cap goes up, they're going to want to get paid more. Like I said, you may be able to sign Clowney, 21, 22 million a year now. But once that cap goes up in two years, if you wait for his free agency, now it might be 26. 
Yeah. You know, so I think it makes all the sense in the world. Like I said, you have to be so sure in your projections because if you're wrong, you're going to get crushed. So yeah. you, you got to be positive. But for a guy like Garrett, pass rusher, I'm, I'm good with Cleveland doing this. It's one of the few times where you, if you're a player, you're always going to have to take the money on the table, George. But because of the fluctuation in the cap down next year, a boom two years from now, <laughs> some players could almost be in a position where waiting is better, but you can't really afford to wait is the bottom line. Next year in free agency is going is to be terrible throughout all sports yeah. because of what's going on. And I, I mean every sport, you know, baseball, hockey, football, basketball, I think it's going to be terrible because, once again, teams aren't going to be flush with cash. They're just not because of COVID. You thought baseball teams were colluding before this? Oh, boy. Just wait until next offseason. You thought Aaron's collusion was bad now? Just wait. I know this is a, a football show, but just wait to see how little money gets doled out. Baseball is going to dominate the news now for two years as far as labor problems until they get that new CBA. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a freaking nightmare. People already hate this, and we're not even started with that stuff yet. They hate what's going on now. We're going to come back talk about Hayden Hurst uh, and Jim, his former coach Jim Harbaugh, right after this on FFC. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Hey, we're back on Football Full Circle, closing out the hour, talking about a few more NFL stories. The first of which is a guy, George, I feel like we keep talking about, keep referencing it for no other reason that uh, we need tight ends to talk about that might have value in your fantasy leagues. And it's a guy that, look, he got he got passed over in Baltimore. Hayden Hurst, 
uh, moves on to the Falcons via a trade uh, earlier this offseason. They had Mark Andrews. He's obviously going to be the guy in Baltimore long term. But Hayden Hurst, who is a former high draft pick for them, uh, never became the pass catcher, I think, that they wanted him to be. But Matt Ryan has some good things to say about him, uh, as evidenced by this uh, tweet here. Matt Ryan thinks Hayden Hurst will create problems for Falcons opponents. And he thinks that he's one of the fastest and most athletic tight ends he's ever played with, says Matt Ryan. Now, it's his quarterback. He's going to say positive things, but he says he's impressed with his work ethic, speed, athleticism, wants to be a great player. Hurst entered the league as a little bit of an older player, which was sort of a knock on him. He hasn't developed to this point yet. Can he have a good second act here in Atlanta? I think he can. Uh, listen, I don't really don't care what Matt Ryan says about him. Once again, yeah. what's he going to say? Oh, my God, this guy's slow as dirt. He's, he can't yeah. catch. He can't run a route. Doesn't work oh. hard. He right, doesn't work hard. You know, he's, he's having slurpees. Uh, if I hear that, that's when I really start taking notes. Like, oh, God. Yeah. But other than that, I, what's he going to say? So uh, I'm glad they're working together. You hear that Hurst is traveling from Jacksonville to Atlanta to work out with Matt Ryan. That's good. I want to hear stuff like that. I'm happy to hear that. I don't know if it means all that much to me, but I'm happy to hear that. It's when you don't hear anything or you hear negative stuff, that's when I start to worry a little bit. Okay, yeah. we hear that. Uh, I think Hurst could be a solid player. Not what Austin Hooper did last year. You know, listen, it took Hooper a couple of years to be that player anyway. But I think he could be a solid player. If we're talking fantasy-wise, Mike, I don't have him uh, as a tight end one, but I have him in that grouping you know, with guys like Fant, Hawkinson, Hurst, maybe Gasicki. You want to throw him in the Herndon of the Jets? Yeah. Guys like that that are a couple of them. One or two might break out, but I don't know who. And you're sort of waiting there. That's why when it comes to fantasy, listen, if I don't get Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, maybe I'll put Darren Waller in here. I think Waller and Andrews are in that next tier. But if I can't get one of these top three, four, five guys, I'll wait forever on a tight end. Depending on how many bench spots I have, I might even want to take someone like a Hurst and a Gasicki. You, you know, uh, take that game. Yeah. Yeah, the, the position's a mess every year. We talk about it at this time of year, every year. By the end of the season, the, you'll look at the tight end uh, on a weekly charting basis and be like, what a disaster. Uh, guys get hurt. Different guys step into those top 12 tight end roles that you did not think at all. Chris Herndon was one in the past. We've seen other guys step in and have big games, but be inconsistent as far as the game plan is concerned. What what? worries me about Hurst is we talk a lot about Julio. Uh, Todd Gurley's there now. Calvin Ridley, we expected, we talked about in a previous show, we expected him to be potentially taking a step up. I hear Matt Ryan in multiple interviews talk about Russell Gage, who may be their number three wide receiver, potentially stepping up. Um, it's a bummer that they couldn't keep Hooper, but the Falcons are capped out. They are a team that is really light on cap space. They weren't going to be able to keep him, and I, I don't think they could have made an offer even remotely close to what the Browns were. So Hurst is going to have to step in there. I don't think he's a massive part of the offense, but it would be interesting to see him see more targets. And by the way, you undersold Mark Andrews. I think he is going to be a, a top tight end in the league for years to come. You, th you put him in the second tier. I think he's sniffing that first tier. Maybe sniffing. I'm not putting him with Kelsey, Kill, and Ertz. That's not happening. No, no, yeah. you got you to have a couple I of might, years. I might pull Ertz out of that because Goddick, uh, Goddard is so good. Yeah. You know, I think that's a problem. I think Ertz may be gone uh, when his contract's up there. I think it's at the end of this year. I yeah. don't know if he's going to remain in Philadelphia. I think they make one of them, may make one of those business decisions. We have a really good guy behind, and we can't afford to pay both. You know, so we it's crazy to lose a guy like that, man. They have Malcolm Jenkins and Zach Ertz. If you lost those guys in back-to-back -back seasons, that's a lot of locker room equity 
that you're losing. That's tough, but I don't think you're wrong. Sometimes I think you got to make tough decisions here, but I don't think I could put Andrews in there with Kelsey and Kittle. I, I just can't Not yet. Do. Not yet. So not second yet. tier is fine, then. That's where he should be. Don't strenuously object. Just saying. It's yeah. not a strenuous objection, but it's a slight objection. You, you lumped him in with some other guys that I think he's better than. Maybe he's his own tier. He's a 1B tier. Anyway. Well, I think I, if, if I'm going to take Ertz out of that, Ertz has to be at the top of that tier. Now Waller and Andrews. You want to put Andrews ahead of Waller? Fine, but it's the same tier. Okay. No, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm not going to put him there with like Ingram or somebody like that. And yeah. I don't know. What, you know, you want to go to tight ends. You want to talk fantasy for a bit. What are you doing with Gronk? He was bad his last season in New England. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, I'm not doing he, it either because, he, he, because he's Gronk. You and I both know. I'm not talking in expert leagues or you know, industry leagues. Yeah. But in your home league, he's going to go earlier than he should because he's Gronk. Of course. And I'm not touching. I, I will not be taking him in those. Uh, says it all. He's going to go earlier than he should. So don't take him. Solves and my it, problem. And if you get burned, so be it. They got three tight ends on that team. And he's not there to catch 100 passes. He's there to help them try to win a Super Bowl. That's yeah. it. If Gronk played four games, he'd play uh, a key divisional game down the stretch. And then he'd play the three playoff games. Uh, if they got, you know, divisional conference championship. Boom, Super Bowl. That's all they need him for. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, we've been kicking tires around the Ravens. Uh, we talked about their tight end just now. But Ravens coach John Harbaugh says the NFL's current virus guidelines are impossible. So he's saying, quote, I've seen all the memos on that. And to be quite honest with you, it's impossible what they're asking us to do. Humanly impossible, Harbaugh said in an interview with 105.7 The Fan. So why is every radio station named The Fan? I, we get it. You're a sports <laughs> So we're going to do everything we can do. We're going to space. We're going to have masks. But, you know, it's a communication sport. We have to communicate with each other in person. We have to practice. I'm pretty sure the huddle is not going to be six feet spaced. Are we going to shower guys one shower at a time all day long? Are they going to lift one, weights one day at a time all day long? Uh, these are the things the league and the players need to get a handle on. It goes on and on. Obviously, he's frustrated. I get it. And I don't know, I haven't read all the protocols, so I don't know, but clearly could be a problem. We've all had jobs, every single one of us, no matter what job you did. I don't care if it was a McDonald's delivering newspapers to an office job now, whatever you're doing, where you get memos from management and they want you to do things or a thing a certain way. And you're like, <laughs> do you guys, are you guys in like based in reality here? It, this can't happen. I think for the most part, Harbor is probably correct. The NFL has just told them exactly how things have to run to stay safe. And most of these things can't happen for a football team. Just like in your job, whatever it may be, you see these men, this can't happen in this job. I can't do it this way. It's impossible. But manager tells you it's done this way. I, I said, I was a banker for a long time. And I remember when my bank sent me a memo saying they wanted us, any check that was over ten, over $5,000, they wanted us, the manager, which I was, to call the other bank to make sure that check was good. The ironic thing was, we had a policy in our bank, which all banks have, by the way, that if anybody calls asking for a customer's balance, we can't give it to them. It's privacy. Every bank has that, but our bank wants us to do this. It's like, you idiots. You know damn well this can't be done. All right? unless, I, unless I call my brother. He works at a bank. He'll tell me. But I don't have a contact at every bank in America. It's sort of the same thing here. They just tell you what they want to cover their bases. They go, oh, no, we sent out a memo. It was supposed to be done this way. He didn't do it. 
it's the old uh, doo-doo rolls downhill here. That's what it's, it's like. It's like in uh, office space um, when they have him, Peter fill out the TPS reports. And then his boss tells him, I'm going to have to go ahead and ask you to come in on Sunday as well. I'm not coming in on Sunday. That's that's the deal. So, uh, so that's the deal with Harbaugh. I think that will continue to be negotiated. We'll see. I know MLB had like a, a 67-page health protocol thing, which the players actually thought was overreach. So uh, we'll see how that continues to progress. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, by Kevin Fishbane on Twitter. He covers the Bears uh, for The Athletic. Bears QB Mitch Trubisky on finding out about the acquisition of Nick Foles. Quote, I think I was kind of pissed off in a good way. I've been motivated ever since. I've been motivated since last season. I'm excited for this year. I think it'll be a good competition. Thanks for the milk toast. Quote, Mitch, I would imagine you were ticked off. I'm glad you've been motivated. Where was all of... I assume you've been motivated the whole time. Thanks for clarifying, but I assume you've been motivated to continue to remain a starting quarterback, you know, because you were the second pick and because it's your lifelong dream. But uh, a couple of other people had things to say. Tariq Cohen, everybody was shocked that they traded for Nick Foles. I wasn't. Why were they? I was not even a little shocked that they did something like that. I may have been shocked that they didn't get someone better than Foles. Well, I mean, uh, that's not the only thing, but the fact that they brought in some competition. Nick Foles catching shrapnel in this conversation. I didn't mean this to be a Nick Foles criticism, but. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I, I think the team plays with. I think everyone's overvalued Nick Foles throughout the years. He's had a couple of good runs with the Eagles. That's it. Oh, nice with bad. So, anyway, it's, just, it's not on Nick Foles. Uh, it is on uh, Trubisky. I mean, I love it. I, I've been motivated since last season. Well, you sucked last season. Uh, what about the season before that, Nick, uh, Mitch? What's going on there? I mean, I sometimes to think before you talk. I mean, you might say, listen, I understand what they did. I've had a down year last year. There's going to be competition. I'm going to fight for my job. I'm going to give it my, give it my all and fight for that number one job to bring a championship to Chicago, whatever the hell you want to say. Bring a playoff team to Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think I, I'm certainly putting it at about 60-40, maybe 70-30. That Foles is the starter. I think Trubisky has to outplay Foles and by a decent amount to get the starting job. I'm not saying that can't happen. But one thing about Foles, I may have just knocked him, but he is an NFL quarterback. He knows how to you know, do what needs to be done. He may be more of a game manager more than someone who's really outstanding, but he, won't, he probably won't make the mistakes that Trubisky is going to make. So I think he will be the starter uh, next year. What, uh, well, this year. Uh, next year, we'll see what happens with the contract. Trubisky, I think, is going to be uh, – they already didn't pick up the contract, so he's really showcasing himself for another team next year. Yeah, even if Mitch played lights out, they wouldn't sign him to an extension, right? It's really unlikely. I've heard Mike Lombardi of the GM Shuffle float that he thinks it's the other way around, that Trubisky gets the job unless Foles really badly outplays him and unseats him uh, during training camp for this reason. And it makes sense, logically, that the GM, Ryan Pace, that picked Trubisky is, has to give him a last chance to try to prove himself and at least have it look good that all right, he picked an asset that you can't keep him long-term, but it wasn't the worst pick I've ever made, which right now it's looking like the worst pick he's ever made. I get that, but you go to Trubisky, bombs again this year. Aren't you fired anyway? Yeah. So maybe you want to go with the better guy. That's what to me what it comes down to. If you want to say it's 50-50, I'm good with that. If you want to say that because of that reason, because he picked Trubisky, that it's, he, uh, Trubisky doesn't have to outplay uh, play him badly, just outplay him in camp and get the job, fine. 
But, you know, hey, we also have the head coach here. Isn't he on the fire as well? He probably has to go with the best guy to save his job. So it sort of, it sort of goes down and down here. And I think it was hard for Trubisky to outplay Foles, with the exception of Foles may not know the offense quite as well as Trubisky. Yeah, I think ultimately I'm with you. I think Foles gets more starts. I think Foles starts the season. Um, he's more contract. They're more contractually obligated to Foles than Trubisky, who's in the last year of his deal. So thanks for watching this hour of football full circle. Get on the grid. Mike and George, we'll see you next time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.